BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. We are honored here to have our, our other queen, a Miss Jackie Oshry. Is that fair? Am I allowed to? Jackie yeah. O? Yeah. Jackie O is good. Whatever. As long as you're talking about me. We're talking about you. Jackie is on the good guys. And you guys have never met before. And I know oh. that you started like you're awkward, like, hey, how are you? Like, good to see you. So I made you guys stop so that you could do it on the podcast. Okay. But Josh meet Jackie. Jackie meet Josh. Josh is a wonderful, wonderful co-host. He used to be quite fat. He's now Why are you bring that up? Fat. It's over 20 yeah, years I, I'm ago, jo- Ben. I, I'm giving her background. I'm Move giving on. her necessary background. She had background. a childhood. She knows who I am. Literally. I'm, I'm not going to pretend. I'm, I'm letting her know that you're an ally. He's an ally <laughs> of the morbidly obese community. And Why, he, he left you high and dry. <laughs> Me. You're on your own. <laughs> Wait, but left me high and dry. Speaking of food, Ben and Jackie were doing something extremely Jewish, which we all, which is one of my favorite things, which is debating or figuring out what we're doing for dinner. So I think, because I know what's going through your head right now, and I don't mean to project, it's like, what, almost seven there in Florida. Mm-hmm. You guys need to order food. And by the time this podcast is done, if there's a hot bag of food at your door, you're going to be happy. So I think you should order We're going to be thrilled. Yes. Okay. So we'll try and like streamline the process. We need to decide what kind of cuisine we want. And then I'll just order. So do we want Chinese food? Do we want pizza? Which is just so easy. I also don't know like all the best places. So we'd be trying something new probably. Or do we want like our favorite like meats from the grill? I think that we should say what we want on three. Oh, I have to think. I want no, Chinese. I'm, I'm just, just going to say Chinese. Your three, two, one. Meats? Chinese. Chinese. Okay, let's no do meats. Chinese. No, let's do Chinese. No, let's do meats. Really? Okay. But yeah, you, you said meats. You want meats. This place might take long. So let's just see if it's going to take too long then. Oh, it's not. Oh, here. What does meats um, mean? Kebabs? Are we talking? Just, no, it just like means like the kosher restaurant where we can eat meat from. Ah, gotcha. But there's also meats. There would be a, there would be a kebab. Like schnitzel, hamburger, which all these things we couldn't get at any other restaurant. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. So, so it's a, it's a nice assortment of meats. If we were to, while Jackie is perusing, if we were to order Chinese though, Josh, what would your go-to Chinese takeout order be? God bless you and thank you for asking. There's going to be two types of dumplings to start. Do you guys just talk about food the whole time? <laughs> yeah, we do. I, I feel a problem with that. I feel attacked. No. <laughs> and I thought we were in a safe place. 
There's going to be two types of dumplings. I'm talking a pan fried and a steamed or a shulong bao, perhaps, you know, like a little soup dumpling, <laughs> perhaps. Then if we're on the East Coast, we're obviously doing egg rolls. And then for the main, the main event, I mean, maybe we're going to do a soup, but that's like, I can live without a soup, wonton, been there, done that. Then for the main event, so we're going to go, first you got to get a, a sweet protein. General Chow's chicken, sesame chicken, orange chicken, one of the three. Then we're going to do some kind mm. of noodle, some sort of, what's, what are the, the chow fun? A nice like. Chow fun. Oh, oh yeah. Beautiful. I mean, as opposed to a lo mein. Fun's in the or, name, baby. Chow yeah, fun. fun. It's fun. It's fun. Fun is in the name. <laughs> I need to get better at ordering Chinese food because I literally would only get like lo mein and fried rice. Yeah. Wow. But again, because we don't eat meat, so it's hard. Yeah. Continue with the chow. Yeah, fun. our struggle is real. It is real. And kosher is is kosher Chinese food available, or that that's a tough pull. It's a, it exists. It exists. It's a very niche category. It's not always that good, but it's good. It's fine. The problem is that more often than not, again, this this in no way is anti-Semitic. Just. I, I don't want to go into my Chinese restaurant and just see a chassid cooking my chicken. Like yeah. I'm ordering Chinese. I want a Chinese man cooking my Chinese chicken. The same way you go and order a beautiful pizza. You want, you want that Italian you want man. I, I want authentic cuisine. So Josh, you were at your noodle. Yeah. Are you continuing your order? A chow fun. And then, you know, maybe you do something. Maybe, I mean, you know, I don't mean to bring up trife with my kosher friends, but maybe you do a fun, you know, some sort of shrimp dish. I'm sorry to say. Um, Sounds good to me. Or, you know, but or you do a beef and broccoli like and a good I mean, yeah. the, the garlic string beans to me is like a top tier is a very big part of the meal. Jackie, what what's your what are your thoughts? My go to would be. Vegetable lo mein, Great. vegetable fried rice, vegetable dumpling, mm. a green bean. Yes, agreed. Any sort of like whatever the, the veggie, you know, the chef's special veggie is. And like, that's kind of it. I would go for a soup, perhaps maybe an egg drop. Wow, brave. Uh, but I'm full from all those things. Like that's enough for me. Growing up, what did, I mean, you're one of four sisters, as 99% of our audience knows. What did, what did a typical dinner look like in your house? That's such a great question because we had dinner together at the table every single night. Every weeknight, it was a home-cooked meal. So there would be days, there was like a rotation of what you could expect. There were some days that were like going to be the good days. There was once a week fish night that we all dreaded. But honestly, now it sounds flames. It was like fried fish. Like, what's the problem? No problem. Then like another night of the week would be taco night. Another night, spaghetti and meatballs. That was a great night. We would have spaghetti and meatballs on the same night that we had our music lessons because like that would make the day a little better because we like dreaded that day, but then we would look forward to it if there were spaghetti meatballs. Like we were really crafty. Then Friday night Shabbat and then Saturday and Sunday, we always had dinner together, but we would do takeout. So Saturday night we had pizza, Sunday night Chinese every week growing up. Yum. Yum. That is delicious. And honestly, that's goals. Like now as a mom, I think every, a lot of parents really dream of having their family eat together every night. And I'll do the cooking and who knows if, if I'll be able to pull that off. I really hope that I can. And just in hindsight, looking at my childhood, like goals. Goals. How old is your beautiful new son, Harry? He's six months. He's no, he's turning one year 
like honestly, maybe the day this episode drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the title of this episode Happy is Happy Birthday, birthday Harry. Harry. That's and you're yeah. a new mom. So so give us give us everything. Did you recently recently move down to Florida? Are we allowed to say that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved down to Florida when Harry was almost six months. So the first six months of his life were very different than the second six months. But honestly, it's all been so great. Like obviously this year has been probably the most challenging of my life, but by far the most rewarding, most joyous. It's just been the best experience. I feel like someone was sending me like this TikTok trend where people just like complain aggressively about parenthood. And there are like so many things that it's like, you know, you'll like sleep won't be the same for a few years. You're, you know, you're never really like just sitting down mindlessly scrolling TikTok, whatever. But for me, like the pros so outweigh those cons. I feel like it's become trendy to just like complain about parenthood because I feel like for so long you couldn't say certain things, you know, and that's how it always is with everything, you know, like subjects that were taboo now, like we're talking about them. And then like the pendulum kind of swings too far. And I'm like, wait, we're getting like really negative. I love being a mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree with you. I, I can't opine. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say anything. I feel, Ben, you'll you'll be somewhat like me in the sense of like, I always say having a kid is first the only thing in life that's not overrated, that like lives up to the hype. And mm -hmm. I would also say as long as you're done with brunch, now you don't never, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not that you'll never have brunch again, but I'm like, you have to, you will be inconvenienced. That's a given. But for me, the inconvenience is better than 95% of the things I'd be doing otherwise. Yes, I totally agree. But you have to be done with that chapter of your life. Otherwise, you'll always be like having FOMO about what's going on that you really can't do anymore, at least for a while. Or you could do it once in a while, but not with the regularity that you were once doing it. But if you're like thoroughly over it and ready for the next chapter of your life, like there's nothing better. So I really don't miss any of that. I mean, Ben can tell you, I used to be just like his most fun sister-in-law. And where then, did you go? And then for a few, <laughs> even for a few years before I had Harry, like I was not that girl anymore. And so I, I was so ready. And now like Harry is my priority and just like my family is my priority and everything else is irrelevant to me. And I love it that way. And what spurred the quick pilgrimage to Florida? Was that always in the cards or was that like, we're out of here. We have a child. No. This is no place to raise a child. This is no place to raise a child. No, I mean, moving to the suburbs was probably always in the cards, probably not in the timeline that I did wind up doing it. But, you know, New York City going the way that it's going, COVID policies, all of like all of it combined, like it's just not a place to raise a child. And I just I couldn't be there anymore. So I liked what was going on down here. I felt like I could do my thing. And we found a house that we loved, which made the decision like really easy. Cause I was like, that's our, you know, corner of the sky. Wow. And Ben, Ben's city kid for life though. You're never leaving. I know. Lifer. You're a lifer. I'm life. not a lifer. Is this so like, like, like a gang gang, like li life? I'm not a lifer. Like we lived in the city for so long. I think I was there now 15 years total. Like we moved when I was in high school and so much of our life, like we did grow up in the city, but like at our core, we're suburbs girls. And like of all my sisters, I was always the one who missed the suburbs the most. Like I love suburbia. So it's not shocking that I left when I did. I wish I could have, you know, stayed closer to home, but the options were just kind of bleak. 
I was about to say, speaking of suburbia, I'm so excited for Rihanna in the halftime show. And then I remembered it's, it's Disturbia. disturbia. But that would be like a great Weird Al parody of Disturbia. It would where he be. just sings about suburban culture. So we should we should push that to Weird Al and recommend it. But Suburbia. This episode is brought to you by Nutrafol. Look, hair, losing it, gaining it, everything in between. It can be an insecure topic for people to talk about. But the reality is, is that there's something you can finally do about it. And I think that's the most exciting thing. Look, 80 million men and women in the U.S. experience thinning hair. It's not just you. And it's still not openly talked about. It can feel scary and stressful. And that just adds to the problem. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage for men and women. And the truth is, it couldn't be easier. It's like a one-a-day cute. It's cute. It's just like, boom, you pop in like a vitamin and you're done. You don't have to think about it. And you're doing something proactive. Look, people my entire life have, have said, Josh Peck, that mane of hair you have, it's gorgeous. You know, you're like a Jewish lion. And I'm like, guys, I know, but there can be pressure to sustain it. And I don't want to lose it. And that's that's where Nutrafol comes in. In clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage and 86% of women saw improved hair growth. Nutrafol is trusted and recommended by over 3,000 doctors because there's multiple causes of thinning hair. You don't know. It could be hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, genetics, or lifestyle factors. And thinning is different for men and women. Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas for men and women to provide exactly what they need based on their biology and age. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code GOODGUYS to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code GOODGUYS. Not that anybody asked me. I, I am ready to be a father. I am. Well, it's easy for you to be ready. And, oh, and that's what I do feel interesting. like. Interesting. I feel like, you know, I do see these these TikTok complainers and on one point they, they are correct, but it's really not anyone's fault, which is that like, it's all on the mother. And the for dad, sure. being a dad must be amazing. You know, your life like physically doesn't change your schedule, et cetera. But I think just like anything else, like it's high risk, high reward for the women. Like, you, it's a different experience. But do you not feel knowing me? Like, I feel like I am trained for fatherhood. I think- Because the way that my wonderful relationship with my gorgeous wife is, is if she wants a Diet Coke, I'm That's jumping out. I'm I am ready Which, at the think, beck and call for my if family. If you think your wife is demanding, you have not met a newborn. You're, for sure. You're in. By the way, fresh. I don't, I don't think that my wife is demanding. I think that my wife, no, <laughs> I don't consider it that. I think that my wife is exactly the way that I love my wife to be. I like, I like being needed like that for things that don't seem like they're necessary. But it makes her world go round. But it makes her world go round. So I just know like, and again, I'll complain to you when it happens, but I just know like yeah. hearing like crying baby, like I want to help that. You're going to be a good fetcher and that's, yeah. and that's good. But, but I think I'm going to be a good fetcher. But to defend like, and it goes, I'm going to defend 
certain dads for a second because like to your point it goes without saying you're right it is 100% the mother I've just watched my wife now do it with two kids and it's like it is the end all be all the pinnacle of existence like without question Mm -hmm. what I would say is taking nothing away from from mothers is that 90% of men are losers and they're shit and they're dumb and they don't know how to be helpful and like Mm. they just are hapless kind of uh, you know me you know i'm i'm rick <laughs> and i'm i'm good for a, a racist joke here and there like it's just his name is always rick rick's it's always rick. rick's my go-to name but like i am <laughs> it's a good one <laughs> i like again it's like busying myself with these things like Wanting to inconvenience yourself, which I think, Ben, is why you'll be good, too, is you are used to it. I I had a buddy recently who had a kid and he had like two. His kids are like seven and six. And then his wife got pregnant again. And he's like and our wives were pregnant right at the same moment. He's like, oh, bro. He's like, because his baby was born two months before mine. He goes, bro, you're you're in for it. It's all over. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. I said, you just have grown up kids. So you forgot. You forgot this. Like, I've got a a three-year-old that I'm still up with at five every morning, like, that hasn't stopped. I said, I'm conditioned for this a little bit better. So I just think a lot of men suck, and that's why I think so many women feel like, wow, I really don't have any help here. Yeah, but, like, I hate that, like, narrative, like, your life is over. Like, I I really, I do not feel that way. I agree. I feel like certain, certain parts of my life are, like, not what they once were, but, like, that that's not all life is, you know, those things that you're it's, missing. It's none of what life is like the no. stuff that you're missing is not real. Right. Like we made this world like that revolves around making money, spending money, flexing, like finding ways to make people around you think that you're having more fun than you're actually yeah. having. And then you kind of stay, take a step back and you look and you're just like, okay, like going to a club once a year with friends is awesome, but going yeah. every weekend, like what, what are you trying there's, to prove? And there's no, like, like what's what the, what is it? does that serve? Exactly. So. Josh, were you a clubber? I was a clubber. And the only other thing I wanted to say about what we were talking about is like, one thing I prided myself on, like, I can't tell you how many guy friends I know with kids who'd be like, oh, I don't take the kid out alone. And, hey, you know, stuff could happen, man. <laughs> I don't take well, What if we're at all bon pond and it, it poops? I can't, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't risk it. I'm like, I, when uh, it's harder now with a four-year-old and a four-month-old because it's it's a lot but I still do it like nothing made me feel better than on a weekend or whenever to look at my wife and go I'm gonna take this kid now for the next six hours enjoy and I six hours Jackie sometimes that's a big stretch a big ass stretch and I would just I'd say live it up babe take a nap or don't Netflix or don't manicure or don't but I got this because I. Oh my. Now I know why this podcast is called The Good Guys. Yeah. But it's not called The Great Guys, which you'll find out why. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, six hours. <laughs> six hours is pretty great. Yeah. No, we're we're good. Our hearts are good. Sometimes, though, we, we go off the rails. Got <laughs> it. Sometimes we go off the rails. Okay. But yeah, mm. we're good. But I, That's great, though. That And I think I hope you're setting an example for other men. One that like they can do it. You can take the kid, like they'll, you'll figure it out. Like you'll learn on the job, like, like the mothers did, you know, we didn't know much more than you did and you should do it. Absolutely. Should. 
And by the way, the looks you get when you're a dude, and I don't mean to gender this this thing, but when you're when I'm walking with a cute little 18 month old through a Nordstrom, I got to tell you, it's like being I don't even know. It's it, it's like the closest I'll feel to being Chris Hemsworth because I got listen, I got girls looking at me, I got guys looking at me, and I like it both. Yeah, and they're like, wow, this mm -hmm. guy's a modern day hero. Like who whoever's or maybe it's because you're Josh Peck and they know you're. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> it's so true. It, you'll never know. You'll never know. No, I'll never know. Never but know. Uh, to your question, I was a club kid and I was a pretty, I was pretty cliche. You guys? When did you start going to clubs though? It's crazy like we, we've in never, Hollywood. We've never really spoken about this, but when did, when did your club phase start? I, you know, it's a great question. I talk about this in my poorly titled book, Happy People Are Annoying. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, so I lost a bunch of weight and I had never socialized. I just was too insecure. And then when I was like 18, I was living at this apartment complex in North Hollywood, which, you know, it's nice because anywhere North and I'm in the hot tub and these cool kids come into the area. Like they come into the pool area, right? And they're just, you can just tell they got it going on, you know? And I was like, I'm going to hang out with these kids. Luckily, I'm Josh from Drake and Josh. So they start to talk to me. <laughs> the next night I met, this was the big club in LA, Ledoux. This was like, if you were on the hills yeah. or you were going, the hills. I mean, this was where people went. And I proceeded to become a total cliche. I remember one Halloween showing up at Ledoux with people who had my car keys, not even making it into the club because I had drank so much before that I, I began to throw up outside of the club. <laughs> I then pass out, wake up on Hollywood Boulevard, hail a cab in Los Angeles, doesn't happen, get in the car, ask him to go to Burger King because I'm afraid I might die if I don't eat something, and then just have him drive around for an hour as I wait for the, my friends to come out of the club so I can get my car keys and not drive home, but just because I needed to like figure out where my car was going to go. So that's where my, that was where my, my club days look like. Me and Jackie were freaking club rats. Oh yeah. Like we just, we. Every we, weekend. Where are we going? Catch. When are we going now? We, we clubbed it up. And just because you mentioned vomiting. Is there any better feeling than when you're vomiting and you're so warm, you can lay on your marble bathroom floor and immediately become cool? No, there's a million better feelings. Like, then when you're, when, then then when when you're when vomiting? vomiting? No, when you're, when you're sick vomiting. That's the, the, the constant. Is there any better oh. feeling? Sorry. <laughs> Is there any better feeling than just getting blackout and vomiting? <laughs> No, is there any better you feeling? You get to lay on the bathroom floor. Is there any better feeling when you're sick? It's not bad on, on linoleum cool too. It doesn't just have to be marble. It could be a vinyl floor. Yeah, fancy. Oh, you guys are like making me feel like, like privileged, yeah. elitist, out of touch. <laughs> okay, well, we were club rats. Like, where yeah. are we going? When are we going? How much can we drink? Yeah. What can we potentially experiment with? Yeah. And who are we going with? Yeah. Usually I, just us and Claudia and Olivia. Yeah, really. That just, was the crew. Honestly, that was just our crew. Like and our then, crew was just us. And then we're hitting the diner. Yeah. And the only person who's a bigger club rat than me and Jackie, I would say that it went, I was definitely a bigger clubber than you overall. 
Claudia is the biggest club rap bar yeah. none. Yeah. Like even even now, like there's nothing, she nothing loves Claudia loves more than a club. Club energy, which yeah. in our heyday, like I did, but we would always wind up like outside just sitting at a table. Like that's not in the clubs, you know, because I don't love that club energy. I don't love the cranberry and vodka and the orange juice. Like I, that table gives me the willies. That's not my preferred idea of a good time. No, but I do think I put you in a club right now with your sisters. Music's great. You're having an unbelievable time. Unbelievable time. As long as I can get like a drink that tastes good. What you guys all a and Josh. society. That actually, us, for yeah. real, if I could get a spritz on ice, like then I'm having a good time. Yeah, it would be fantastic. And Josh, what you don't know about Jack, I was going to say Claudia and her sisters. Jackie and her sisters is that truly, if you give them music and you put them together, they could be the only people on earth Literally. and it's probably my favorite quality about them. And it's what makes them so special that they could be anywhere, anywhere. And if they're the four of them have some kind of music, they're having a great time. Yeah. And they're like, it's, it's just amazing. So yeah, club rats big time. It's, it's fascinating too, because you guys are both in your late twenties, right? It's like me at 36, like I feel I don't know how to break it to you, Josh. We're both 30. We're both 30. I'm sorry. 30. Right there. 30 years old. Thank you. We're basically the same as you. 36, 30. It's the same thing. Like, I feel at this point, if I were to go into a club. (laughs) No one ever. (laughs) It's it's just not true. Like, if I went into a club right now, I would literally be like, am I that old guy? Like, I know I'm not technically yet. There's probably a weird 45-year-old. But I'm getting close. Yeah, but like you're not. And I feel like even if I think back to like who should like if I try to like map out like, you know, a club night, who should be there? Like there should be some like 36 year olds taking the night off. They shouldn't be there again tomorrow night or the next week. But like they deserve a club night, too. They, you know, I don't think that's weird. I think, you know, what I would say is it's a Tim Dillon joke, but it's basically like clubs and bars are for young people like and it's quick <laughs> and it's over. And like, and that, and there are so many people that I think are pushing it like in late thirties, early forties that like really need to give up on that. Cause it's yeah. not you, cute. You, And I just, even if, even if it were somehow cute, like how do people of a certain age still find it enjoyable? You know, I feel like for like there's drugs, some, drugs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, drugs. Okay, but like if you're going to take drugs, like that's just not what I want to do. No, for sure. But that's what to it stand is. Stand in a bar and like, Absolutely. Get elbowed. You know, that the, the, there's like a, a like a magic about that when for so long you're barred entry from these places. Like when you're 18, 19, like when you're 21, like you're going and you're going to go big. And like it, it lasts for years, but then it's over. You know, then you forget what it was like to not go. And you're like, oh, this place again. Yeah, it's all like, it's all the invisible borders we put in life, right? It's like, it's the same bottle of Dom Perignon that you could buy for 130 bucks at your local Costco, but it's 700 bucks here. And the fact that they know that you bought it there means that you're of status and value, right? Mm-hmm. mate. It's an Australian company. I'm not going to do the accent. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses that don't slip, don't bounce, and are 100% polarized. Guys, I love sunglasses, and I lose, like, literally so many pairs, which is why I don't buy, like, crazy, extreme, expensive sunglasses anymore. But I still want something that looks dope, feels good, and isn't going to break the bank. That's where Gooder comes in. They got stylish sunnies starting at only $25 a pair. You get a one-year warranty, 
30 days free return. And here's the best part. They're 100% polarized. They're super stylish. I gave two pairs to my sister-in-laws. They're stoked. You're welcome, Taylor and Blake. You owe me. And if you're active or running, they're not going to slip or bounce, and they're easy to clean. They basically have like these really fun names. Like There was a pair called A Ginger Soul, which was a really fun pair. They've got the $9 pour-over pairs, which is perfect for some of my hipster friends, donkey goggles, and they look good. They're fun. They're affordable. And like I said, they're polarized, which is really important because when you try on like a regular pair and then you try on polarized lenses, you're just like, oh, I should be looking at the world like this all the time. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving good guys listeners free shipping on your first order. I threw a link in the show notes and you'll see me supporting them on social too. You can go to Gooder com slash good guys to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Rest easy, friends. Find your pair at gooder.com slash good guys and get free shipping. Are you ever wrapping an episode of iCarly and Miranda Cosgrove turns you and says, let's hit the clubs? Or is there ever like a how I met your father? Like, I want to see you and Hillary Duff in the club. I can't imagine something more off-brand for both Hillary and I. And I don't mean to talk for her, but she's like mother superior, like three kids, like just, and like works her butt off. And it's just, she really seems to have it all together. And I think like, and I can't speak for her, but I will. I think we both like sowed our wild oats and had a certainly like wild, nice time at the age appropriate time you do that. Well, that's the thing. You have to get it in when it's your time. I think otherwise you will always be like, what if you always be looking back like, oh, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. I feel like if you feel really satiated with that time and like you did everything you did when you could do it, then when it's time to exit that chapter, you don't really look back other than like nostalgically. Like, what do you think, like, if you're over 40 and you're really passionate about Burning Man, are you a cornball? You're addicted to some drug. Like, you like... But but Burning Man is once a year. Like, I can give anyone a pass once a year. Like, if you have a thing... I mean, Burning Man would never be my thing, but, like... (laughs) to it Like, what if I'm over 40 and I'm like, I want to go to Stagecoach every year. Like, that's where I'm going to... Stagecoach is such a different personality type than Burning Man. If you come to me and you tell me that you just went to Burning Man, I know that you did ayahuasca and something was inserted in your rectum and you don't know what it was and you don't know who did it. Yeah. That doesn't happen to you at Stagecoach. Or maybe it does. You can air it here. (laughs) No, not to me. Not to me, but I don't know every scene. Or even if it's like Coachella. No, I I was going to say that. Coachella is different. I judge it. I would. I would judge someone over 40 who's I, like, I just have to go to Coachella every I would judge year, it. like for my mental health. I'd be like, it's the same thing need, with ultra. You need help. I would judge you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess I just, I, I don't know like enough about like the stereotypical Burning Man person to judge it, you know? But I also, they're very stereotypical. If you, they are. if you must do Coachella every year, it, this is where my brain goes. I'm like, so you're overpaying for a ticket. Like you're overpaying mm-hmm. for a flight. And you are overpaying for a place to stay. Like, I also think about all the logistics. If they were like, I live on 35th Street and there's a three-day event every year at Madison Square Garden, I'd be like, I get it. You take a stroll over, you listen to some good music. 
But the amount of shit that has to happen for you to get there, like the amount of orchestration yeah. and brain power it takes to actually have like an okay time, it's, um, yeah, it's hacky. It's cornball. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's cringy. I, I, don't, I wouldn't think, like if someone was like, my husband just like goes to Coachella every year, like it's just <laughs> important to him. He goes with his friends. I'd be like, your husband's a freak. And cheating on you. <laughs> Your husband is a freak. <laughs> it's it's kind of like bachelor parties. Like bachelor parties in the beginning, I'm sure you've been on your share of bachelorettes mm -hmm. and you with all of your famous A-list bachelor parties. John, oh, John, what um, bachelor parties have you been on? John Stamos yeah. came to my bachelor John's, party. Yeah. Like, where'd you have yours? At a, at a strip club next to the 405 freeway. Oh, it was, it, was, it was a one night only affair? Like literally, I was not going to have one. And then Wednesday before my wedding... We were like, let's do it. And all my groomsmen, my best man, and John Stamos went, and it was the best ever. He's That's, effectively Hasidic. Even though you went to a strip club, like having a one night bachelor party is really respectable. It's like- It's it's Hasidic. <laughs> You're a Hasid. You don't know it, but that's what the most religious do. Is it? Their bachelor parties are just spent. Yeah, they go out to a nice hibachi restaurant, the guys. They're not going oh. to a strip club, obviously, but like so they, they go out. Habaching it up, maybe smoke a couple of cigarettes, maybe hit a casino and they're done. That's a Hustin's bachelor party. That sounds like honestly a good night, even like for me, a 30 year old woman. Yeah. I mean, anytime I can get my hands on, on a, a nice cigarette. cigarette, I am in. Josh and I speak about this often. There is nothing better. Oh, I saw your clip. I completely agree. Like so cool. Everyone who's against them like is a loser. <laughs> loser. So cool. Honestly, the even it makes like the ugliest person cool and it makes the hottest person so hot yeah nice cigarette oh please yeah. and josh told me that there actually are thin cigarettes for men i've been thinking to myself that my my next big idea is the capri for a man because those nice thin cigarettes why couldn't a man are, have a capri well they could but they're targeted towards women what's that brand name oh. josh that you told no, me no they're it's not they're all targeted I would imagine, well, it's called Virginia Slims. So it's not, it's, yes. it's. Oh, that's definitely not targeted towards women. Yeah, that's definitely a man's cigarette. But it's, and no, I think, I, but I think again, it's like, especially European men, they don't have any ego about sucking down a nice skinny cigarette. No, I love <laughs> like if you Absolutely. If you're wearing like a tucked in polo and like Puma sneakers and smoking a thin cigarette, I'm like, what part of the Eastern Bloc are you from? Because I want to go there. And what? role did you play on the Lizzie McGuire movie? <laughs> Gordo. Do you guys ever talk about that? Like what, by the way, do you know that Hillary is coming on our podcast? On your podcast? What she are you going to ask her? I'm going to ask her about her relationship with Gordo. Do and you know like that if her and the gang still hangs Don't out. embarrass me, Ben. I, I, <laughs> me. Hey, Hillary, great to see you. Loved Lizzie McGuire. Where's Lelaine? Um, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that Claudia and Lizzie have beef. Jackie, would you like to share that story? Oh my God, Claudia loves sharing the story, but basically Claudia was in the Bahamas like on her senior, high school senior year spring break trip with her friends. Like it wasn't like spring break. It was just like- It probably was. No, She's nuts. No, but like she just went with like the girls to Atlantis. Oh, yes. You know, it was chaperoned. And they I were like having dinner in the resort and they saw Hillary Duff and like they were all like freaking out and I guess looking at her and she like came over and she was like, if I take a picture with you, will you stop staring at me? Yes. <laughs> That's so brutal. I'm team Hillary on that one, right? You gotta be now with a little bit of perspective. Now with a little bit of perspective, like I do see where she was coming from. And you also like never know like what happened to her, like what, how her day went, like, 
it, what kind of experiences she's had in the past. Like context is key, but I just know like young turd Claudia was hurt by this. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the Jackie calls her the turd. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. That's yeah. I, I, I understand there's something specific too about like, that was my thing also in New York. Hey Ben, softball question. Have you ever been jumped? Uh, yeah, I have. I have been jumped. I was jumped when I was 13 years old on my way back. I went to a religious school and we all wore these uniforms. I was wearing a light blue button down and blue khakis and my kippa, my yarmulke on my head. And I was outside of the AMC and I was robbed by uh, a large woman. And, a girl. Uh, yes. She was a girl. She was she a girl. Was a big girl. She was a six foot girl. She wasn't a woman. True. She was a girl. Not she that was, I was there, but Claudia like tells the story sometimes. Yeah, she was, she was a, she was a large woman. She was very scary. She wasn't a woman. Sorry. She was a large young girl. A large young girl. She was probably your age you now, maybe a few years older. Definitely older. She had two accomplices. Wow. And uh, I actually, I wasn't like, I gave them my wallet and I ran. And my friend was just like, no, I'm not giving you my wallet. And of course they broke his nose. They beat him up. And I just got to say, Give them your fucking stuff and run away because nothing that you have is worth being punched in the face by a six foot woman. No disrespect. To, sorry. Six foot girl. It, at it's the time. It's different that it's a girl versus a woman. Like totally. No, it's mean. If it's a woman, you can't it's m- mean, mug young I mean, kids. Mugging is mean period. For sure. But like beating up kids, kids is kids. mean period. Especially pick on someone but your own size. For sure. for sure. But kids make mistakes. Women don't make mistakes. Oh, so you forgive her. I forgive her. I don't know what she was going through. She was clearly very troubled. And I certainly forgive her. You just never know. Maybe she really needed money. I I don't know. Did she also need to break a nose? No, she was mean. She was mean. That's that's something uh, leveling up if you're breaking noses. And I would say 90% of the kids who are, are, because that's a city kid thing. Like I got jumped when I was 13, funny enough, on 9th Avenue. And I got thrown up against like a glass partition. And... I just remember like the kid having braces and I was like, how can you be this mean and care this much about your oral health? Like it just seems. No, but like maybe he was so mean because he had braces. Like his bands were tight. The rubber bands were tight. (laughs) Yeah, he was like ugly and he had these braces and everyone was calling him braces. He was cute. He was like. Do girls get mugged? I mean, they probably do. Did I experience this? No. No, like I know that it's interesting. I feel like. As you get older, women have more of a propensity to get mugged because they have bags. Uh, I feel yeah, like, as, and also they're just like easy victims and targets. But I feel like I don't hear much about young girls getting mugged. I don't hear that much about like young boys getting mugged. And I think if you're a mugger, like you really don't have scruples. Also, these days, you know, there's not really that gender hierarchy of like, well, we're not going to mug the girl but we'll get the boy, you know, everyone's yeah. kind of like, we're equal now. Yeah. But get him. That's why you, you might not know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tried to mug a man, but that was a woman. <laughs> That's why I'm so glad I was fat growing up because I made myself like kidnap proof, you know, cause you couldn't get me in a van. Yeah. It's so, you know, it would have taken mm-hmm. a couple guys. <laughs> That's like a, this meme. That's like one of my favorite memes that like. <laughs> couple of guys. Bring out the crane. <laughs> it's, it's, do no, we have the dolly? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. 
That's good. <laughs> well, what meme were you? Oh, say? there's a meme that's like, you know, they, they kidnapped my kid and they brought him back because he's too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, now that we know how wonderful Ben is and how it's, you know, Claudia and Ben are headed for, you know, one of the great romances of our time. What did the group chat amongst the sisters look like when Ben first got brought into the equation? It was always really flattering. I feel like he kind of infiltrated in a slow sort of way. Like first it was just like him and Claudia hanging out like now, cause they were younger. The first, you know, time they started dating, like you don't take it as seriously as like when you're 26 and you meet someone and it's like, is this the person? So there was not like a lot of, there wasn't too much pressure. I feel like, so you got a chance to like know everyone on your own slowly. It's not like we all have to go meet Ben. It's like, we'll meet Ben when we meet Ben. So I feel like you guys were dating for like six months before I met you even. I was going to say, there was more pressure on me to meet the rest of the sisters, but Jackie happened to be away at college. Yeah. So Jackie was actually the last sister that I met. But then I went to her alma mater, Colgate, and speaking of the clubs, And we had the we best just, weekend ever. We just like ripped it. And so it was just like me and the sisters and Claudia and Ben, and we had the best weekend at Colgate. So it was like, well, that just from there, it was, it just took off. Like we'll always have Colgate, like- no, it could never be downhill after that. It was really like such a bonding weekend. It was, it was, it was, those were great times. Mm -hmm. Those years were great years. Those were great years. So I feel like there was never like a, what do you think about Ben? Cause by the time like things got serious, like we know Ben, he's our brother. Yeah. Should we get to a, what are you nuts? I'm incredibly excited to hear Jackie's what are you nuts? If you have one, I don't have to put you on the spot for though. I can go first. You, you want to hear first. one and hear how the process goes? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. You don't and listen. I need to like, do you listen? Do you listen to of the course. good guys, by the way? But you I do. need to think of like what, I need to hear your guys' to think of like what degree of what are you nuts? Like, are we really like, are we really talking? No, we should really talk. Mine right now is not going to be like really talking, mm -hmm. but I think that it's one that everybody can relate to. My what are you nuts is simply around the, a very specific vegetable that I have a great gripe with. And I think that anybody that puts it on their menu, serves it or cooks with it, it's nuts. And that is broccoli, Rob. Mm. Broccoli, mm. broccoli was a delicious, delicious vegetable. You can put, if you want to make it balsamic, if you want to make it little Asian, you spoke about your sweet chicken. Always side of sweet, delicious broccoli. If you want to make it Parmesan, no problem. All of a sudden, insert more expensive, less tasty, bitter broccoli. More stock. Rob. All stock, 100% stock. Broccoli mm. Rob just infiltrated, got on our plates. And all I got to say is, what are you nuts? You're ordering broccoli Rob. You just, you're just out of your mind. Damn. Wow. Less stock. Less stock, guys. Less stock, more, what do you call it? The opposite of stock? Florette? Florette, mm. yeah. Less stock, more Florette. Maybe the name of your second child, God willing, one day, Baruch Hashem. Jackie? Her Florette. Ha Florette. Or Ben's first. <gasps> or or Ben's first. first. Florette. And, he's, and as stated, he's ready. Do you, Florette. Jackie, do you really? As long as it's not a girl, Flo Are, for are sure. you totally ready for Harry to have a cousin, like for Ben and Claudia to start procreating? Oh my God, Harry would love to meet the spawn of Claudia. No offense, Ben, but like Harry yeah. and Claudia have such a special relationship. Like if he, if she could produce like a mini Claudia for him, I can't, I haven't even conceived of how much like he would be obsessed. Oh, I love it. I can see the new podcast already. 
Yeah. So cute. So cute. Angels. Josh, you have my one? What are you nuts moment? And, you know, my mom yesterday, I had the honor of taking my mom to go get eye surgery because she is a 78 year old woman and had to get a laser surgery to have her cataract removed. And these things are very easy nowadays. So I take her to the place and I'm dealing, you know, I'm, I'm her ambassador, right? I'm her, I'm her ally. I'm there to represent her, let her sit. Don't have to worry about it. She's literally having eye surgery. They hand her 10 pages of forms. I'm like, the woman can't see. <laughs> how have you not thought about this like how is this not done like through through a video maybe like so it's not really funny it's just my i it really occurred to me like it's a what are you nuts moment like yeah that's, that's crazy you exposed nuts. something yeah we should start like the, the selena the selena and barnes the the peck and soffer where we just target the lawsuits for cataract surgeries Based on people who couldn't see what they were signing. I'm sure there's a ton of malpractice. Mm. I love money. Wow. Yeah, same. My What Are You Nuts is a movie that we saw this weekend that is like Oscar nominated. I've seen so much like buzz about it. And it was the worst movie I ever saw. Most disgusting, horrible movie I ever saw in my life. So to the people who made the movie, to the people who like the movie, and to the people who are like, championing this movie what are you nuts the triangle of sadness was an atrocity i cannot explain i talked about it on the toast like claudia totally agreed with me it was disgusting like if you're thinking about watching it do not watch it it's it's like i i can't explain without you know spoiling it but like it's disgusting disgusting and plot is nowhere it's so stupid I can't believe that that is what like passes for art and especially like high art. That's fucking crazy. Josh, that business you're in is toxic. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know the, <laughs> I know the media and podcasting business is so much cleaner. <laughs> oh yeah. We've no, we've got it going on here. This is really paradise. So even though this episode is going to air after the Super Bowl, Let's I will still right. give you credit for properly predicting the Super Bowl. Okay. Because we are recording this before the Super Bowl. So, okay. Jackie, what is your Super Bowl prediction? Who do you think wins? What's the score? Oh, the score. Jeez. Okay. I think, unfortunately, though, I don't feel so strongly about the Chiefs winning, but I would rather the Chiefs win than the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win. And what do you think the score is going to be? I think the score is going to be 32 to 21. Is that a possible score? It's possible. Josh predicted 19 to any, really anything. 32 to 21. 32 to 21. And what is your spread going to look like on Sunday? I know that you're recently like a Martha Stewart. Like what are you making? So one, I ordered like a gorgeous charcuterie board, not charcuterie, just cheeses, not the meats. Oh, Josh. Cheese board. Big cheese board serves 12. Top five. Um, it's it's so that, top five most most put out dish for Super Bowls. We just learned it that. Is. It's the fifth. No, and I got one of these boards from this brand down here that I got it on Thanksgiving and it was amazing. Like the honey, fig jam. Got it. Okay. Che- uh, crackers, et cetera. It. Like it was actually tasty, not just like a bunch of hot cheese. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to make nachos from the Magnolia Table cookbook, like beef nachos, mm. like with kosher meat. Mm-hmm. We made them for Thanksgiving game day and they were so good. It was my favorite part of the whole meal. And Sorry, does the, then I think I'm going to order. Does the cheese have to be a nut cheese, a vegan cheese? No, because we make up our own rules and we eat kosher meat with cheese. Cute. That's like ad-libbing nachos. And then I think for the main course, I'm going to order some pizza. 
So just so you know. Oh, and then of course, like crudite, bullshit, chips. I, I just want you to know. Salsa. That you are the quintessential average American. Great. On our last podcast episode, we went over the top five Super Bowl foods. Mm -hmm. And you picked three of five. What are the other two? Should I make them? Wangs. You need to give your, oh. your guests wings. It's no, I'm sorry. Super Bowl. I don't eat wings. Well, fine. Get them some kind of chicken. Do you eat a boneless wing? I'll give him a chicken nugget. Chicken, yeah, that's literally a boneless wing. Just drench it in sauce. Chicken what was nugget. the last one, Josh? Do you remember? It was last week. I don't remember. Oh, spinach artichoke dip? No. Oh, I make a great spinach artichoke dip. You've had mine from the Magnolia Table Cookbook. Yeah, that was really good. Did you like it? You could tell me now. I loved it's it. Been, it's been over no, a year. No, it was great. It's also a hard dip to make. It's a hard dip. It's a lot of physical. You got to mash those artichokes. <gasps> Vitamix. What about a Vitamix? Mm. Just saying. I didn't have all these nifty kitchen tools when I made it because I was in the city. And I have like a KitchenAid standing mixer. That would be good. The paddle, like really digging Gotta in. Gotta have it. <laughs> okay, I'll add it to the list. Well, on that note, that is our show. Jackie, thank you so much for joining us on The thank Good you. Guys. You can catch us where wherever thank you get. Thank you to the guys of good. You can catch us wherever you find your podcast. You know, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, other places. Like there's tons of, oh, she, Jackie's the perfect person. She's such a veteran. Where can you find this podcast? I always get to the end and it's always okay. wherever you can find podcast app on your Apple, on your okay. iPhone, okay. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, public radio, mm. iHeartRadio, Castbox. <gasps> and then there are like other small. Like what? Podcasts. Name me a couple of others. No, like I would say like. You know, any Cast more niche Box networks would be one of those. Castbox is a niche network. Is a, a small, you know, little listening platform. Uh-huh. And there are Chat others. roulette, uh -huh. tune in. Yeah. yeah. Panda air. Panda. <laughs> Panda. Yeah, exactly. And you can also watch. I mean, I guess you're already watching this episode, but Josh is actually going to start putting our episodes on his YouTube channel. Sick. Bro. So we're going to have tons of great views. So I, I hope that this one's on there. But I guess if you're watching it, you. You will have known if it was on there or right. not. So, right. so, re so, so really, we shall see. But if you listen or if you watch, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. As I always say, if you got into an Uber, he turned on the air conditioning, didn't talk to you, and listened to Waze, you'd give him five stars, right? It would be a wonderful experience. You listened to us, you had a wonderful experience. Why would you give us anything less than five stars? Yeah, you got to give then. us the stars that we deserve. Word up. And uh, that's it. Could that's be a Broccoli it. Rob farmer. Oh. Florette <laughs> Soffer. If we have any broccoli rob farmers, I guess you can give us one star. Because I tried to tank your business. You You're right. You're right. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.